Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. And we don't have an Ian. What? We are Ian-less this evening. <laughs> my, but... cat, my cat will guest star and take his place. <laughs> oh, okay. She'll purr into the mic. That's all she can do. <laughs> but we're going to soldier on without him. Mm. Ian is actually, uh, strangely enough, having a COVID vacation out in the woods with nobody else around. He is having a uh, vacation around no one. So, well, except his family. His family. Who's... I was about to say, is he by himself? or <laughs> yeah. is this He's se- around is it... them anyway, so, you know. Is this secretly a prep thing that he's doing, or is it an actual vacation? <laughs> Vacation. I think it's a, a little half and half. It's an actual vacation. <laughs> learn, l- have some fun, but let's pick up some skills while we're here, just in case. Ah, <laughs> uh, so on this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in, you can go to our Patreon page and sign up, and that'll allow you to join our Discord channel where we record on Tuesday nights, right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you could still post to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week, we'll be talking about, uh, I called it, the end of an era. Oh. Mm-hmm. But first... <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a tease! I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, this just got brought to my attention by, by Jeff in our Discord channel. Apparently, I just wanted to throw out a promo. The American Atheists are apparently doing... A year wrap-up of Supreme Court cases impacting First Amendment rights and separation of religion and government. Uh, They're going to be doing that tomorrow. So when this podcast is released that night, uh, July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, they're doing a Zoom room, it looks like. So that is interesting. A lot of knowledgeable people talking about uh, Supreme Court cases and their ruling. So that could be interesting. So my first, I you know, let's just get to the coronavirus right away. Whoa, okay. <laughs> let's go for it. We can't dive into Trump right away. There's just, there's, there's too many little things. Um, but uh, according to an article on sciencebasedmedicine.org, their likelihood is that we have been short- on the number of actual deaths from the coronavirus. Uh, The numbers are probably much higher, uh, specifically the deaths that have occurred in the nation due to the coronavirus. And there's a lot of different reasons for that, but a lot of times people aren't necessarily, they, you know, the people die, they elderly, that you don't really know if they had the coronavirus. And there's a whole lot of different ways that they just aren't positive and the deaths that are being reported these these are positive deaths so the number is probably worse than than you hear not uh, not what trump's saying and the administration it's not lower but actually more than what you see and, it, and it's well, an interesting question sometimes too because i mean so somebody has covid and not a you know on a ventilator case but they're affected to the point where it's affecting their blood which we know this is a thing and they have a stroke did they die of covid well, they wouldn't have died if they didn't have COVID. So what do you put down? The stroke or COVID? COVID. <laughs> and a stroke. Yeah. I mean, usually you, the answer is you put both down. But, you know, people are counting in different ways. So, <laughs> strovid. It's so strovid. fucking strovid. morbid <laughs> that we're sitting here, people are actually dying, and we're, like, cherry-picking, like, well, you know, 
he lived an unhealthy lifestyle. Right. He would have been dead yeah. anyway. Well, that's always the first question when somebody this young dies is, what, are the, do, the, do they have underlying conditions? It's like, well, that's not really important. <laughs> the important part is that this disease killed them. Yeah. Well, and it gets even the counts are even more complicated though if you start looking at all right. So, in in our little college town here, if somebody visits from out of town, or let's say somebody's a student and they change their residency to here, and then they go back home and die back home, they're counted here in this county. It's where your resident is, but that varies state to state. So the counts are you know crazy. Our count was crazy this week. Oh yeah. We had- We've been having like, you know, seven, sometimes zero, 43 the other day. Yeah, Sunday was 43. Cases? was 43. Cases or, well, obviously. Cases. Cases. Yeah. Well, every time they show that map of the United States, I see Pennsylvania's in that uh, red section of up 50%. Mm. Yeah, we're definitely still trending upwards. I mean, Allegheny County was carrying us on their own for a while, but now we're starting to help. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All the July 4th bullshit is going to become rolling in soon. Right. Well, every he, picture I saw. Yeah, here in town, um, there was this thing called the Arts Festival, which they didn't do this year because the coronavirus. But uh, a lot of the kids came back into town anyway because they're stupid. And two weeks later, hey, forty-three deaths. First of all, I'm a little offended that you would assume I didn't know what Arts no. Festival was up in State College. <laughs> I know you do, but and, and sorry, I, and I just misspoke. It's not forty-three deaths; it's forty-three cases. So. Which, yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're dealing with, I mean, we had several days, many, most days of zero cases, like every now and then over a weekend, you'd get like seven and yeah, 43 our, our, over a weekend was, uh, was quite a little jump. Yeah. Our previous record was 11. Yeah. We kind of skyrocketed past that, so. And then you have to take into account who those 43 people have been in contact with. Yeah, they were scattered across a couple different zip codes, so don't know who they are. The hospital's concerned, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> so I did have this conversation with uh, one of my coworkers. I, I had to, to speak with one of the, my coworkers that I normally don't, and he was he was making all the arguments. He was just in South Carolina, and he's like, nobody was wearing masks down there. Everything was fine. Uh, he said he carried a mask with him, and if he saw somebody who who was wearing a mask just for being polite, he would put his on as well. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wow, you really don't get how this is working. <laughs> but he was like, you know, it, it it affects people who are already sick. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So I told them the story that I think we discussed here about the guy on Broadway, uh, actor, singer, dancer. He physically active, uh, got the virus, and he had to. I mean, he had all sorts of problems: kidney failure. He had to have a leg amputated because of blood clots. He had a couple strokes. Like this causes the blood to clot in some people. So it causes massive damage throughout the body if it causes that to happen. And you just don't know. And he's like, oh, my, my dad's on blood thinner. And I'm like, you know, I, I've seen how, how you live your life. You should probably be on blood thinner. You're probably very susceptible to this. And it suddenly hit him yeah. that this is possibly a dangerous thing for him. In Ju- the end of July. Yeah, a little late, but... <laughs> Especially after spending time in South Carolina, not wearing masks around people, but hmm. so I I just I wanted to mention this other uh, Robert O'Brien. Barely heard about this guy. I think I name and passing kind of thing. He is President Trump's national security advisor, or at least one of them. You would he think is tested positive. You would think we would know what his name is, except that he's the fourth one. So eh, whatever, right? 
Well, apparently he has mild symptoms and is self-isolating, uh, working from a secure location off-site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the guy that meets with Trump on a, you know, multiple times a day, or sorry, that position is the position that would meet with the president multiple times per day. Whether Trump meets with him on a regular basis, as opposed to going golfing, meh, who knows, but typically that's what you would expect. So this is the guy who replaced Bolin? Yes. Well, he's been really quiet. Or where's the one in between? <laughs> I've lost track. Hell if I know. I, I... Well, there's always like a, a stand-in oh, for right. a little bit. Um, But this- I mean, can you tell me who his chief of staff is right now? Isn't it Mulvaney, or did Mulvaney leave? No, Mulvaney I think Mulvaney's left. gone. Yeah, he left. Yeah, right. It's some Congress Mark Meadows. Meadow. Yeah. Mark Meadows. There you go. Mick Mulvaney, Mark Meadows. He's just going for the M words. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the National Security Advisor is one of the few positions that does not need to be vetted by Congress. So he is the National Security Advisor. Remember, that's the only reason that Bolton could have that job, because he otherwise would never have gotten past the Senate. I'm not sure about that. Oh. McConnell's Senate? Well, theoretically, mm. he would not have gotten passed. That's why <laughs> That's why he had that job and not another one. Sure. Yeah, there's a so, bunch of yes-men, so. Hmm. Not to like, if uh, this is kind of Corona and Trump related, did you see how Donald Trump Jr. got banned from Twitter for 12 hours for posting that misinformation video about COVID? That's exactly where I was going, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, actually, uh, quite amazing that, that – uh, Trump Jr. actually received some repercussion for tweeting misinformation. I mean, you know, Twitter repercussion, but still. Already the video has been shared like 1.2 million times already, but. Of course it had. But uh, according to the BBC, Twitter has been banning accounts all over the place. Pretty much anything who, anyone who has been spewing misinformation about coronavirus, including a bunch of QAnon posts, uh, QAnon accounts. Well, have you seen the video that he got banned for sharing? No. I did not see the video, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> so, uh, prior to the, prior to him reposting it, whatever, I'd seen it shared a couple times in my Facebook feed, and uh, immediately I'm looking at it, like, I'm not even listening to it, I'm just watching, I go, well, this looks like a movie, right? It doesn't look like an actual press conference, and then I see under it that it's distributed by Breitbart. Oof. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh, this is horseshit, whatever it's saying. I don't even know what it's saying. And, I, and then I saw it again, and then I saw that he did it, and I was like, oh my god, they're saying hydroxychloroquine's a cure in the video. They're saying that you don't, these are, I don't even know if they're real fucking doctors. They're just people wearing lab coats. And, and like this big sweeping, they're on some step somewhere, and I'm just like, oh. And of course people are sharing it as gospel. Put on a lab coat, you can say whatever you want, people will believe you. I guess because I, oh, and I don't have her name in front of me, but Trump retweeted a message from this doctor who is totally freaking insane. <laughs> the she actually this is a I put it in as a final story, but I'm going there anyway. All right. He retweeted a message uh, from uh, this doctor who claims that demon sperm is responsible for cysts and infertility in, in women. Uh, she had said something about uh, hydroxychloroquine and how useful it was, and uh, people did a little bit of research on her and went, wait a minute, this woman is insane. And the president, the president of the United States, retweeted her crazy pants video. Hey, you got to play to the crowd. Yeah. And then earlier today, Caitlin Collins from CNN asked him about this, 
and asked was asking him questions and he was just like look i don't know anything about this woman but she was there in a room she said she was a doctor so i figured what the hell and uh, obviously i'm not quoting um <laughs> But Caitlin tried to to follow up with some questions, and like a little baby, Trump was just like, "All right, we're done," and left the room. Yeah, like your fake news. Goodbye. <laughs> just amazing. What and, level we're at? And just to put, you know, just so we understand where this woman is coming from, she claims that infertility and impotence are the effects of demons having sex with humans. Just, demons and witches. Yes, mm. demons and witches having sex with people while they sleep. Mm. What is she a doctor of? The occult? <laughs> is she the Sorcerer Supreme? Like Doctor Strange? <laughs> I don't know what, where, uh, is she Doctor Stella Emanuel? I have no clue <laughs> Wait, where I her accreditation is or... Now she has a doctorate in divinity. <laughs> I forgot, if you put a white lab coat on, you could just call yourself a doctor. Right. You know what's funny about this demon's birthday? <laughs> Is that two weeks ago, a friend sent me a video of a preacher doing uh, exorcisms, mm. one, of those one of those big thing where they're in the big uh, auditorium. Well, this wasn't even an auditorium. It looked like a, a meeting hall at a, at a hotel. And uh, one of the women was uh, – she had a demon in her who was running around sucking peeners. <laughs> and they, got to they had to get the demon sperm out of her. And they're doing the whole thing, and she's spinning up, and we're, and me and my friend are laughing. I'm like, demon sperm? What? This is stupid. Right? <laughs> and we're laughing. And then she messaged me. She's like, you know, demon sperm's like a fucking thing now, right? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I saw demon sperm was trending today on Twitter. I'm like, what? What? What is? Okay, I'm going to find out what this is. And it was the story. And uh, I was like, Jeff or Grinch had already posted it in the Discord channel. I'm like, damn it. I thought- yeah, when the message was sent to me, I'm like, oh, wow, did that video go viral? And I'm like, oh, it's something completely different, and it involves the president. That's just, that's just sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one the one uh, thing on Twitter that I saw, Brooklyn Dad Defiant uh, tweeted, demon sperm was trending on Twitter, so naturally I thought, had to have something to do with Donald Trump. <laughs> and you're right. Yep. <sighs> this is where we're at, people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It it just gets worse from here. So I did uh, I did have an article as well on mediummatters.org. Sinclair, which if you're not familiar with Sinclair at, at all, so the Sinclair Broadcast Group owns I don't know most of the local TV stations around the country. They had planned on rebroadcasting the Plandemic video, or at least parts of it. And giving a platform to the woman who's the main focus of that video. Wow. To, uh, they were going to ask her softball questions and let her, like, just, you know, spew her idiocy um, across local stations all across the country. Now, there was an update. Apparently, they have come back and said, upon further review, <laughs> they have decided to not air the interview. Although... It's already been aired in many different locations. Mm. It's been a while since we talked about Sinclair Broadcasting. So if you are not an early listener, you might want to find out who owns your local TV station. If every once in a while you're watching the local news and they suddenly are spouting off crazy nonsense, it's probably Sinclair. They're required to cover certain stories. And not just cover certain stories. Sometimes they are given specific scripted. scripts that yeah. the anchor has to like take special time and read verbatim. There's a couple videos of 
hundreds of anchors reading word for word the same statement all across the country. It and the, the reason that it's it's really evil is because these are local anchors. Like these are supposed to be local journalists. And I mean, in some ways, they're they're kind of more trustworthy, right? They're not as corrupt. They're not, you know, if you believe the national media is is against you and you can still rely on your local media. Well, not necessarily. And it, 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 we actually looked into our local ones and um, I forget which two it is, but two out of the local three are owned by Sinclair. So it's not just that they, you know, are one of the ones in your local area. It could be all of them. And if they're all covering the same strange story, that might explain why. Yeah. Say, Why didn't some rich liberal go up and buy some news stations? Start <laughs> spreading some actual fucking news. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Soros, why don't you go do that? <laughs> Mr. Buffett? Well, I don't even know if he's a liberal. Mm. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, who made $15 billion in a day? <laughs> yeah, he, he's not liberal. <laughs> no. He likes Strangely the money. Strangely enough, yeah, the, the man who uh, makes more money per minute than a lot of people make per year is uh, not a liberal. No. He spawned up I mean, cash. I, I, yeah, but at some point, I mean, he's got so much money. It's never enough. But how? I mean, he's won. What could he possibly not have? 50% of all of it. He could build a space station if he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> just, just fucking build it. He wants all all of it. I don't, I don't know. I just, at one point, you'd be like, hey, you know what? I think I could change the world, like, for the better. And you're just like, no, I need to figure out a way to keep more. More of my wealth. <laughs> yep. So, Republican. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move on to uh, the serious Trump stuff. It's really been bothering me this week, and then I read this article, and it took a sharp downhill trend. The article is entitled, Do Americans Get That Trump is Instituting Martial Law? And the article explains that we are pretty much at this point living in martial law, even though you personally may not be because Trump hasn't sent troops to your city. But in Portland, the mayor was gassed by the secret police of stormtroopers that were sent by the president mm. to occupy the city. Now, if he says in here, if, if I were to have written that sentence five years ago, you would have laughed at me. True. But that's exactly what's going on. The martial law is being declared in little pockets here and there where people are protesting. Almost like a test run. And I mean, if you just look throughout history and see where this type of thing has occurred before, it has occurred in authoritarian fascist regimes. It is clearly a violation of people's constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. um, and he is literally instituting martial law, but in piecemeal so that people don't immediately think, Oh, you know, you can't do that and then, you know, really rile up against him in Congress. And by the way, that's because that's how it's done. There's been no dictator who just suddenly went into every city and every town and took over. They, it's always has been done piecemeal in order to do it quietly and step by step so that they can get a better grasp before people realize that they need to fight back. Well, it's like a lot of the other things that he does. If he had done what he does today, when he first took over as president, I, the, the nation would have been shocked. But he, he's been baby-stepping us through a martial law and authoritarianism from the very beginning. It's all leading up to, you know, November. And all bets are off. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think he'll probably, you know, lose the popular vote by a huge margin if we actually get to vote. And he'll probably lose... Um, the Electoral College as well. But what happens after that? All of this is leading up to that. 
Well, one, at least I, I feel a little good in that people are not succumbing to this in Portland. They seem to be fighting back. True. And, I mean, some of the images coming out of there. I don't know if you guys saw the one where they were beating on the Navy vet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one, kudos to that guy for standing to just standing there because I probably would have crumpled. Mm-hmm. Well, he broke he his stood, knuckles. <laughs> yeah. He just stood there and was like, fuck you, gave the double birds. Yep. But – if you li- the other podcast, one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, Behind the Bastards and Worst Year Ever, mm-hmm. which uh, some of our patrons listen to, one of the hosts of that lives in Portland, mm-hmm. and he's been re- kind of reporting on it. And uh, he was actually uh, Michael Moore interviewed him on his podcast, and I started listening to it. And man, is it way worse than we thought. <laughs> This guy's pretty trustworthy, and he's just like it's. He goes, "What? I mean, luckily, it's only in like one square block, right? Because it's around the federal courthouse or for some federal right. building. But it is fucking nuts. Like, did you hear? There was like, did you hear about the kid who was holding up the boombox that got shot in the head with a rubber bullet, like square between his eyes, and it fractured his skull? Jesus, no. Yeah, he was just standing there holding the boombox up, like John Cusack. Huh. And what he's saying is that a lot of these people who are the, these uh, these paramilitary guys, you know, they're all from various departments in DHS. They have no fucking training. No, with this kind of shit, they're just trained to kill. Right? Yeah, they're they're trained. Um, well, a lot of them are Department of Corrections. So you know, the only time they ever have to deal with policing is when people are out of control and they whack them with sticks and stick them in a cell. That's and what they know. They're reacting specifically as shock troops, yeah. as stormtroopers, to go in and try to break up these protests. And by the way, most of these protests, as opposed to what you hear on Fox News constantly, these protests are for the most part peaceful. There's like – like you said, there's like a single block in, in Portland where things got a little bit too far. But – if if you just tune in to Fox for a little bit, they show pictures of cars on fire mm. where there wasn't any in Portland the night before. Like they they're picking pieces of of evidence which is completely false and displaying it as an excuse, trying to to back Trump's move here. Yeah, and I mean, listen, I mean, would you expect anything less from fucking Fox News? No, no. I, I mean, they they just keep uh, you know they just keep piling on that wall to get. Harder and harder to get through to the people who eat that shit up, you know. Uh, yeah, playing I to mean, the so, playing to the base that he's not going to lose, which doesn't still doesn't make sense to me. But right, but again, it's just it's like it's to me it's like moot that Fox does that. So, mm. Whatever, just more fuel onto that fire that's that's raging out of control. That's never going to get them to not vote for Trump. Right. Like at least most people know it's not true. The most of the rest of the world is not true. And for the few people that are in there, they're saying like, look, this didn't get worse till these fuckers showed up. Oh yeah, and but- again, I again, and I'm since every since I started this show, it's since Donald Trump has become president. I don't understand how most laws work, and I don't know who has jurisdiction over who. But if the feds send troops into your city, if the governor of that state's like, no, get them the fuck out of there, whose rule do you listen to? If they, from what I understand, they are staying close to a federal building, so there's some federal space that they are allowed to protect. No. Whether they're staying within that space, mm-hmm. don't know. And that's one thing that frustrates me is that the only way you can actually see what's going on is to find some live feed um, on the internet because the television stations aren't covering it. Those, it's an aside story, and that's a shame because yeah, you know, Ray's right. This is this is the beginnings of martial law. Well, not even the beginnings at this point. Now, this is actually what I was talking about—the end of an era. In in my mind, the, that era is a free democratic country we 
we're losing it. Mm. Like it's disappearing. Has been for three years, but it's accelerating. Yeah. yeah, I'm not ready to go there yet. I mean, this is bad. Um, I'm curious to see what happens when he decides to roll these into other cities. What's going to happen? Yeah, he's heading into Chicago at this point. But I, I mean, there was someplace the, the else too. Yeah, the bottom line is, I think Detroit. I think he said something about Detroit. Mm, might have been. Is this? I mean, seriously, and more than ever so, this country is a fucking powder keg. Mm. Like just ready to go. And November is going to be the fucking fuse that gets lit. Yeah. And if you had listened to Bill Barr today, it ain't going to be pretty, no matter how it goes. <laughs> I mean, one way or the other, and I've said we said this before, Biden wins, it's going to be a shit show. Trump wins, it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. But they asked Bill Barr today, will you accept the results of the election, basically? And he, his answer was, depends. <gasps> depends on if Trump wins. And they're like, depends on what? He's like, I don't know. I have to see. I'm not sure. Uh, which basically, some people are like, no, they got something planned in the works. Oh, yeah. Yep. If this doesn't work. They asked him about mail-in ballots. And Trump is trying to push something saying that uh, votes only counted on the day of the election count. What? And they said, will you not uphold that and make sure that every vote is counted? And his answer was, depends. I don't know yet. Let's think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Barr also claimed that, because it was brought to his attention about how he's sending in troops and he's backing this thing about going after protesters, but back in March mm. or April, when they were storming uh, Capitol buildings with guns, he didn't do anything about it. And he said, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. And the one congressperson was like, you're the attorney general. You had no idea what that was going on? <laughs> and she's yeah. like- that, that speech I saw, that was that was good. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was what's her name. I'm gonna, I want to say Kamala, but it's not something Jayapal. Mm. Uh, she really tore into him. But all signs say I am in the pocket, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. And that was really the mo the disturbing part for me today. I was like, oh my god, what is going to happen? The, the uncertainty what? is 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 yeah. The uncertainty is what is making me crazy. It's uncertainty about COVID. It's uncertainty about what our president is going to do when he loses. I, yeah. Anything is possible. I mean, there's going to be, and obviously with a lot of mail-in balance, there's going to be a lot of counting. Mm -hmm. You're going to see storming of polling places like you did before. I mean, all his people know he's a fucking shitbag and that nobody wants him. Right. So, they, so they're, in on, they're in on the grift too, for the most part. Uh, they'll twist it around and say there's something un-American about counting votes or <laughs> yeah, something I mean, like just, that. Just like his recent lie on Twitter, he talked about all the things trending and that have him, you know, that all revolve around him. He says it's all lies because it's all negative. Not one positive thing is trending on Twitter about him. And he doesn't understand that that's because not one thing is trending positive about him. It's not that they're making this stuff up. It's that people are fed up. Yeah. It's it's just another lie that he throws out there that he expects his followers to believe. Um, Jeff did post on Discord uh, an article on The Guardian. I think we talked about it before, maybe. I, I know I've read it. It's what if Trump loses but refuses to leave. Um, it's a good read. I'll throw it on the website for this episode. I think it's relevant. Um, another article that I saw on The Guardian um, just yesterday was uh, they have an article that reveals that uh, a lot of the powerful police groups that are going into the U.S. cities are funded by the oil giants. Uh, specifically, Chevron, Shell, and Marathon have uh, been funding police 
police well they foundation the police they, foundations they say they it call is them. police violence mm. um for years and I, I yeah i saw this article i didn't know anything about this so uh, you know there's these police benevolent societies and police foundations which are private organizations that give money to local police departments and they're usually earmarked for um big ticket items you always think that you know it, it's for education and for stuff no it's 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 for the military equipment it is for the big ugly things and it, yeah, Chevron, Shell, Marathon Petroleum all contribute lots and lots of money to militarize our police. And that's shocking. Yeah, it's <laughs> the fact that private companies are pretty much buying off the local police is, uh, I mean, it's not as disturbing as everything else. But, you know, <laughs> six months ago, this this would have been really disturbing to me. Mm. What a, but what does big oil get out of this? Nobody's protesting oil right now. Well, except that remember what is it? Oh, it's a lifetime ago um, when there was the the oil pipeline um, right. protests. If if your police department is beholden to Chevron, Chevron wants to put a you know a pipeline through the neighborhood. Whose side of the police going to be on? And it's and remember a police foundation. These these are also you know they're, they're social organizations. It's not just piling, handing them a pile of cash. I'm sure they have you know policemen's balls, and they're all friends and they're all cozy. And it you know reminds me of um, of um, Los Pueblos Hermanos and how you know Gus Fring actually gets in with the police department and he provides them with cookies and he gives them financial support and they are completely his friends. They're his buddies. They would not think of investigating him. Because he is their friend. It's what they're doing. And not just that, but the organizations you know that are not in with the police. Black Lives Matter. Mm. Uh, there's uh, one quote in here was from the National Black Environmental Justice Network. You know, they're not getting being friends with the police. They're, they're just some somebody from a spokesperson from that group is definitely not on the police ball list. <laughs> not, on, not on the friend list. Yeah. Not right. Um, nationwide, it's estimated about a hundred billion dollars spent each year on policing. Twenty to forty-five percent of the general budgets are from private police groups. That is a huge amount of money. That is. So we're fucked. <laughs> we're fucked all around, is what you're saying. I mean, I mean, that's the thing that's that's driving me nuts. Is like, what do you do? Individually, it's not a lot you can do. But when there is a, a protest in your town, join it. If you're physically able. If you're physically able. Good, good, yeah, qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Jeff. Donate to uh, bail funds. Mm. Donate, Donate to, to Black Lives Matter. Donate to the ACLU and the and the um, Poverty Law Center and whatever you can do. Get involved. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start donating and tell them, now the money I gave you, give to the police department. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy them pizzas. <laughs> Make friends with them. Run for local office. Know who your local people are. If there are, if you're voting for judges, look them up ahead of time and see what they stand for. Don't just re-vote in the same ones that you, that are you know the, the incumbents. Get involved. It's the only way that we can. This all seems good, but I feel like we're playing by a set of rules, and they're not true. Yeah, so the system like is you're, rigged. You're, yeah, yeah you're, t you're, t you're you're telling me to get back in this poker game. And everybody's cheating. All right, go buy guns then. You you will not be stopped. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> what I need is somebody to be cheating with in the poker game. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, the idea of of getting guns. I mean, I I have always enjoyed uh, you know going out target shooting. I, I enjoy firearms, but 
bringing a gun to a peaceful protest is not a way to go. Uh, agreed. Um, yeah. If you do get, you know, the stormtroopers in there, it's just going to raise tensions. It's going to cause cause more problems that it really needs to be continued with a peaceful protest. Like that's, like that's the, just and like that dad brigade in Portland. Did you hear what they did? Uh-uh. Well, you heard about the wall of moms, right? Yeah. Yes. That they tear guessed. Yes. <laughs> the wall of moms they tear guessed. Yeah. Well, now the dads showed up and the dads all came to armed with leaf blowers. Right. <laughs> to blow the tear gas away. Nice. That's how you, well, that's one way of doing it. <laughs> that's one way to do it. Well, another thing too, I, there is um, a, a rules for the road for dealing with police officers. I mean, unless you need them for something, do not talk to them. If you get pulled over, you know, you provide your license, you provide your registration, don't answer questions. Um, if you were ever arrested, do not open your mouth. Do not answer their questions. Say, I would like a lawyer. I am, you know, I reserve the right to to not speak and I'm, am I being detained? I don't care if they're your friends. I don't care if you didn't do anything wrong. Shut up and get out of there. I actually had an article a few weeks back that we didn't we we ran out of time on that went into exactly that and it was from a a former uh, police chief who had been policeman for like 30 some years and he said no matter what you do if if you are being questioned the police are not on your side right they're trained to lie to you they're trained to lie to you in a way that it doesn't break the law but it puts you in a situation where if you tell them something, it, you could be liable for it. Right. Do not assume that they're on their side. They are on your side because they're not. Yeah. I mean, I've played poker with some of the local police, and yeah. if I was in a situation, that doesn't mean I'm going to be talking to them. It's just that's just what it is. Yeah. I told you how pissed they were when I didn't sign my rights away. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Don't sign anything. Nope. Yeah. The moment not- the moment I the moment I pushed that paper away, I was like, "This get out of hand." I think I want a lawyer. Mm. They're like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sign nothing without a lawyer. I mean, yeah, you, you, I, I would like to speak to my lawyer. Am I being detained? I will not be answering any of your questions. So that's all I've got on that. I think we, uh, it's depressing enough. Uh, unless you have something else you wanted to, to, to mention? About which part? Portland or? <laughs> that <Yeah>. subject in general. <sighs> Ugh, I don't know. It's just all bad. It it's is. all bad. It really is. And and yeah, it, like you said, November. It's who knows. It's it's going to be a shit show. I mean, for for us, I don't think it'll be that bad. We live in a small town. It's fairly. I mean, nothing major is going on here. We never have a problem getting to the polling place. Um, I I don't think it's going to be a problem for us. That but that's not going to be the case for many many people. Yeah. Yeah, and I might urge like, look, I understand things are bad, and who knows what they're going to be like with COVID and, and November, but. I really have a feeling like getting in there and actually voting on the day is just going to help. I know it's not the greatest idea, mm. but if you can and you're not an idiot, you know, get in there. If you can do <laughs> you it know? safely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like I have a very relatively small area. I can get in and out very quickly, you know, so I might go do it on the day. Oh, good point, Jeff. Continually check and make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you have not yeah. been wiped off of the ro- off of the rolls. And just keep in mind, if there's some asshole out there with an AR-15 scrutinizing you, it's against the law for him to shoot you. <laughs> All right? That's good to know. <laughs> I'm just saying, because people are, you know, they're like, oh, you know, these people are going to go out to polling places with guns and shit like that to, mm-hmm. you know, th- uh, not threaten people, but, you know, deter them from coming in. I'd be like, fuck that. I'd walk right up to that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They're your crazy neighbors. <laughs> yeah, he's going to shoot me and, and, and spend the rest of the day at the polling place? 
Mm. No, he's going to jail. <laughs> well, one encourage, of the two of you is. <laughs> I like what Jeff said. Encourage everyone to vote for Biden or more specifically vote against Trump. Look, mm. I don't have a lot of great things to say about Biden. He He's fine, but not my pick. But vote against Trump. And to vote against Trump, you have to vote for Biden. Right. Biden will surround himself with tons of competent people who know how to do their jobs. Speaking of which, could you please could you please pick Susan Rice? Like, mm, That'd be nice. Uh, I heard that it's most likely going to be Elizabeth Warren. Okay. All right. I'm actually pleasantly surprised if that were the case. Kamala Harris. That works. Yeah. I'd really like one of the first two, but sure. <laughs> I mean, the problem is he, we all know he's old. He's he's on a decline. He's I, I'm afraid. I mean, look at how much Barack Obama aged mm. or Clinton or Bush Jr., even though he really didn't pay attention. He still looked much <laughs> older by the end of, of him being president. Biden. Imagine Biden looking older. He, mm. he He's just surrounded by a casket now. Like I think W looked younger at the end. He looked like he was on vacation think? the whole time. Yeah, he had fun. <laughs> well, he didn't do a whole lot of actual, you know, presidenting. It was mostly the VP that did the, the presidenting. So. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, he didn't spend a lot of nights worrying about shit. Yeah. Right. And and that VP looked like, you know, Senator uh, uh, Chancellor Palpatine when he started. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just worried about that. So I, Biden needs to pick a solid VP, somebody who can be president, who, who can handle the job. Real briefly before we move on, I just want to talk again about the Bill Barr thing sure so i went to go watch it and i think i got about 10 to maybe 10 minutes in before i was like this is just such horseshit watching this it's uh it goes five minutes of praise you're the best guy in the world thank Mm -hmm. god you're here oh the poor policemen does anybody think about the police or what they're going through and you're the greatest and donald trump's the greatest and let's all give each other hand jobs and then it's five minutes of trying to ask questions with Phil Bustering on the other end. It's just over and over again. And I got really just disgusted with it. I was like, well, I'm not watching this because it's just driving me nuts. And I turned it off and I was like, I'll get the hits later. But what was interesting, though, in the beginning with the opening statements, Jim Jordan, mm. you know, the guy who covered for a pedophile, that oh, Jim yeah. Jordan, that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, made his opening statement and then played what I swear to God was a 10 minute long video of police and fires and shit happening and real cherry pick stuff and really bad audio and cell phone footage of cops just trying to save the world from the crazy liberals. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> at the end, I believe Jared Nadler's like, I got to make a point of order about audio visual. We're going to eliminate it. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, don't ever bitch about the length of time that I spent on my opening statement. <laughs> mm. <Wow. laughs> but it is like, like, what are we doing? Like it, in the end, it means nothing. It's just people trying to fight to get their statement on record and then move on. Nothing is going to get resolved from this. No. I mean, other than make it, I mean, like, just that I'm like, wow, wow, Bill Barr is way worse than I thought. Mm. And I wish Jeff Sessions was back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I That's can't sad. believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it reminds me of the TV commercial we've been seeing on CNN. And it's this um, old woman in her house and somebody's trying to break in and she's dialing 911. And it says, you know, due to defunding, the police are not available right now. If you leave a message, the wait time is five days. If you're, you know, if you're being raped, press one. If you're, you know, going to be murdered, press two. I mean, it is a crazy commercial. And I, I look at it and go, nobody would believe that. And I turned and looked at Ray and he gave me the eyebrow and I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yes, they believe this. 
Well, in that case, make a separate commercial. <laughs> Almost exactly the same as that. And when the person answers the phone goes, due to the fact that we've defunded the police and they're not handling bullshit claims anymore of mental health or chasing dogs or mm. whatever horse shit, they will be there immediately because they're doing actual handling of crimes. Right. That's what defund the police means. But yes, I've seen that same commercial. Um, if you've been raped, uh, we'll be with you in three days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who believes that? It's crazy. But yeah, the the thirty percent of the company of the co- company of the country will. Ah. But those thirty percent were already yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, like no one is buying this shit. It's just no. wait. It's just waste of time. Right. By the way, also real quickly before we get off this subject, if you do happen to see a Donald Trump ad on Facebook, which uh, one managed to sneak its way into my uh, feed. Mm-hmm. Report it as uh, fake news, <laughs> which I do every time I see an ad like that. Oh, it's a good idea. I, I, I report it as offensive or I report it as uh, uh, unreliable source of information. <laughs> I've been getting that a lot, uh, actually, on, strangely enough, the Atheist Alliance International. I think I, I think that a bunch of trolls have joined that group, that Facebook group, because it's been like half the stuff, maybe not half, but – Several different items being posted in there that I've I've had to report. It's just I've noticed that too. Mm. Crazy how much it's out of control. Well, they they claim that you know the left is all fake news, and yet that's exactly what they're doing. Is they're they're specifically lying to people, and I'm not just saying that because I you know it's part of what I believe. Look it up. Do some research on anything that you you want to question. You can- also in case if you're wondering. Joe Biden does not want to defund the police. Correct. <laughs> he specifically said that. Right. So if you hear that, that is not true. But I'm a liberal cuck liar, so <laughs> what the fuck do I know? <laughs> All right. Let's get on to a different topic. Uh, I have a few articles under religious nonsense, which is actually a headline for me now. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is suing United Airlines because they forced a Buddhist pilot to attend Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> now, I'm kind of torn on this because I'm not happy about the alcoholic pilots of the world. Sure. <laughs> However, th- it is a problem that the only solution for the courts to mandate is Alcoholics Anonymous, which is clearly a Christian organization. Now, I, m- I must point out that the article is on paddleyourowncanoe.com. Canoe spelled with a K. <laughs> That is the only place I get my news from, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Which is an awesome name, but I'm I'm a little confused. (laughs) That is true. Now I got this off the Center for Inquiry webpage, so I'm 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 hoping it's been vetted. (laughs) They're usually really good at that, but it just does. It brings up a problem with the the fact that there aren't that many institutions to go for, like except for the Alcoholic Anonymous. 12-step program, which, you know, like step one is a greater power exists and you have to surrender to them. Yeah, I've always wondered that. AA was like invented in like the 50s, right? If not, Or maybe even before that? Uh, you have no idea. Like like, like, like forever, established yeah. or like – I could yeah. be wrong on those days, but it's been ago, around for a case. while. Yeah, and all that time, there's not another program to help you get off of alcohol good that's br- like risen to prominence? They've got good branding. Okay, 1935, I was way off. (laughs) (laughs) So I do know, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, the Scientologists have one as well, so you can Uh, do that. 
<laughs> I mean, aren't there like psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists who are like, hey, maybe we should form one that doesn't have a fucking deity in it? There are a few, mm-hmm. um, but they're spread out. And I don't believe that there's any nationwide uh, secular way of, of getting off of uh, a substance abuse. Not outside of a local organization, yeah. Right. Oh, is so, there an Oh, there we go. Here, Jeff. See, this is why we like having Jeff here. <laughs> uh, National Helpline. S-A-M-H-S-A. I don't know what that stands for, but there you go. Uh, it's a, They say it's a National Helpline. Now, I, I have a lot more questions. Is this something that, you know, like it's the 12-step program where there's meetings and it's a constant, you know, place to go and like, or is this like an emergency situation i i don't know but apparently there are a few that do exist but when the courts mandate they normally mandate alcoholics anonymous because it is ubiquitous and you there's you know there's a chapter everywhere you can always find one and and this organization might be you know they're not going to be in the small towns well again and in this buddhist case can you put a lawsuit up and be like hell no i'm not going there i'm an atheist right i I, find me a different program I think that he would have to, you know, come up with a substitute. I would like to do this one instead because that one is, you know, Christian. Yeah. And I think if you approached it that way and they refused, that's a lawsuit. Yeah. So I'm just you know I, I actually mm-hmm. I blame Hollywood for this, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Sure. Because anytime there's a movie or a TV show about a drunk, they go to AA in it. Yeah. And, they, and they always have a sponsor and all that stuff like that. There should be one where the guy's like, I have a, I have a drunk. And they're like, oh, did you go to AA? And he's like, fuck no, I'm an atheist. <laughs> I go to this other one. I don't believe in God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Most of the steps are the same, except a couple have, a, you know, just a little bit different. So, yeah. There you go. There's another one. Self-management and recovery training. Smart. There you go. And theirs is a four-point program. So, fuck the 12 steps. There's a four-point <laughs> program. Mm. Much faster. All right. So, so, yeah, there are a couple options. And just FYI, paddleyourowncanoe.com is a a website dedicated to getting jobs in the airline industry. So. That is why it had an article about pilots. Do pilots okay. refer to planes as canoes with a K? <laughs> let's get this fuck. Let's get this fucking canoe in the air. <laughs> Possibly. I- or do they say canoe when they're drinking so that people don't think they're flying planes? Be like, oh, he's totally drunk and fucking on my canoe. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. Uh, unexpected. Uh, another story <laughs> for religious nonsense. Uh, Supreme Court. This one really surprised me. Nevada had uh, churches that were uh, challenging the shutdown restrictions. The Supreme Court on Friday rejected the request from the church to block the enforcement of the state restrictions on attendance at religious services. So, again, Justice Roberts joined the more liberal members to form the majority. Um, He'll be be retiring soon. Maybe. I mean, clearly, in times of you know public health emergency, government has the right to protect the person, you know, the, the populace. It's built in. It's in the paperwork. So, <laughs> uh, Alito, Thomas, and Kavanaugh wrote uh, the di- what's it called? Dissent. Yes. Dissent. Yeah. Dissent. Uh, three. They filed three separate dissents, totaling twenty-four pages, uh, saying that uh, the. Constitution guarantees free exercise of religion. Uh, it says nothing about freedom to play craps or blackjack, and that's their their argument that the state was reopening casinos 
but not allowing the churches to uh, to well they were allowing the the casinos to open at 50% capacity but churches were limited to a flat 50 person limit mm. we got to get our money too <laughs> that does seem a bit odd but mm. uh but in any case surprising supreme court took that stance so i got a question before you move on real quick yep uh october surprise mm. <laughs> which supreme court justice retires or says they're retiring in December <laughs> to give Trump a boost. Well, probably uh Clarence Thomas? Which one's the oldest? Yeah, probably Clarence Thomas. I mean, why? I- he has the easiest job in the world. He lets <laughs> other people do his job for him and then he either says, "Oh yeah," or "No." <laughs> That's all he does. Well, I'm sure that the pressure is on to get Roberts to retire because he's not been ruling with them. If they could replace him with, you know, a, a yes man, that'd be way better. Right, but this is also an opportunity for Trump to get in a new, younger, mm. crazy judge like he's been doing. Yep. And again, I don't know if this is a – I mean, it's kind of a gamble because if he loses – like I was thinking, like, does the person just retire in October and then the race is on and then the pressure's on and be like, you got to vote for me because I got to get this guy through? Or do you say, I'm going to leave. That way you need me to be here so I can pick one because if the, you know, if the guy leaves and Trump loses, mm. then that thing's in fucking limbo. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Too many variables. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Get Nate Silver on this shit. <laughs> so this is another story concerning the Supreme Court. Uh, teachers at religious schools fear that the Supreme Court may have taken away their civil rights. And probably because they did. So let me see if I can can wrap my head around this one. There was a Supreme Court decision on the so-called ministerial exception. So if you... As part of your profession, preach or carry out a ministry, your rights uh, concerning uh, discrimination can be violated now by religious organizations. So the religious organizations made the argument that, hey, our ministers, you know, we can't, you can't force me to hire uh, someone who's transgendered if that's against my religious beliefs. They can't work in my church because it's my religious freedom, right? So mm. the decision was was sent down that if you do things that are preaching or doing ministerial work, that you are an exemption and the discrimination right laws do not apply to your position. So you have teachers who work at religious schools but because it's part of what they teach is Catholic doctrine or other, you know, Christian beliefs, they are ministers, and therefore the discrimination laws don't apply to them. So, the, well, the, wouldn't that mean though that the teachers can't hire, or you know, don't have to hire people, or can't fire people? Does doesn't it elevate them to the, the to the same level as the priests and the and the you know the organiz- and the religious organizations? Well, it, what it means is that the religious organization that is in charge of the school can fire any of the teachers based for any reason they want. Sure. That I believe. That makes it. Yes. It doesn't matter if, if you know, gender, um, anything. Nothing applies because they're ministers. Mm-hmm. So in a way, the, the Supreme Court's ruling was to grant religious freedom to the churches. But what it's done is it's put these teachers into a position where they really have to watch what they do because they can be fired for any reason. They could lose their job for they're not a they're not protected by by the uh, constitution now. 
Yeah, but how does that work in like a state like Pennsylvania, which is a fire at will state? You don't need even need to give a reason in this state. Because if 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 you can prove that you were fired because you married your same sex partner, the proof is the problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, could you be fired because you you married your same sex partner? Yes. If they don't say it out loud, how do you prove it? Right, and since so they could just be like, "Well, we haven't been happy with your work." Right. Bye. At will state. Generally, that's not what happens, though. They actually see so many different employees. We, we, yeah, we we did establish this on the show. Right. <laughs> we gotta let you know why you've been bad. <laughs> You're icky. We don't want you to work here anymore. That's a lawsuit, except for these people. Yeah. I mean, I, am I surprised? No. I mean, the the teachers are the ones that are ushering in the next generation of bigots. So you can't expose them to ideas that are counter to that. I mean, listen, if you're marrying a same-sex partner and you're teaching at one of these schools, the fuck is wrong with you to begin with? <laughs> so, well, you got to have a job. But I yeah, know, I, I, I get it. I get it. But and we and we have established that you know, good good people can also be religious people. Just just because you're religious doesn't mean you're a bad person. So you can be a good, honorable, good teacher that you know is, is a Christian and, and wants to teach in a in a Christian school, and now you can't. Even though that's batshit crazy, considering what the church says about your lifestyle, yes, that doesn't mean you're a bad person, but right. come on. Come on, homeboy. <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, a couple of things that uh, I found humorous to throw in at the end here. Um, there is a hospital in San Francisco, the Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital and Trauma Center, mm-hmm. named after, you guessed it, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, some some city officials are considering condemning the, that decision to name the local hospital after him. They're uh, making the argument that the hospital names should reflect the city's values and commitments to affirming and upholding human rights, dignity, and social and racial justice, which they say that Mark Zuckerberg does not provide a good example of. So, wait, wait, wait. What? How, on, how on earth did a hospital get named after Mark Zuckerberg? Because he gave the money, I'm sure. Huh. He he donated seventy five million dollars from oh. from him and his wife. Uh, she was a pediatrician who used to work at that hospital. Huh. So they so named. So what is Mark? What is Mark doing that doesn't hold up with the values of <laughs> this town? Making money. That seems to be a value for a lot of people. No, I think it's I think it's, it's the, value. Com- the complete backing of Trump, the the misinformation that's being uh, Oh, oh, it's the good things. Oh, in that case I'm for this. <laughs> Fuck that fucking hospital. <laughs> the best part about this is they have printed up pins that they've been handing out and wearing that uh have their nice little phrase, uh catchphrase, Zuck off. <laughs> Oh, why not fuck the Zuck? Because <laughs> <laughs> with this, you don't actually have to curse. <laughs> I guess that's true. Zuck off. <laughs> but just think, like, even if it gets the name, then if the hospital, like, accidentally kills you, you could be like, oh, my God, I got cucked at the Zuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have an awful hospital here at, that's the closest one to us. It's not very good. There's one, like, 20 minutes farther out that everybody goes to. But the local one is called Bon Secures, but everybody calls it Bon Voyage because when you go there, you die. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> wow. I mean, our our local hospital has a pretty poor reputation, fairly well-deserved, but it's maybe a, not it, quite that bad. <laughs> it, it's a small-town hospital. They can handle, you know, setting your broken leg, anything more than that. You should just not stay there. <laughs> I don't know. This hospital, the one by us, recently just got rid of its maternity ward. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yeah. But Greg, there's one that's like 20 minutes farther out that is top notch. Sure. That's where I went and got my gallbladder taken out, and it was zip-zap easy to do. Hmm. And just to throw this out there to not disparage our local hospital, too, their specialty areas were actually pretty good from my experience. It's the general yeah. – the general, you know, where you're admitted and they're not really sure what's wrong with you, but we're just going to hold on to you for a while. You're kind of in danger there. But once you get to, like, you know, cardiology or whatever, then, then you're probably – you well, know, if you're better off. Especially, if- I'm learning that's every hospital. Right. Uh, it's all shoulder shrugging and being like, "I don't know what's wrong with you." We, it's a process of elimination. It it's is. not. They don't have scanners like in Star Trek. <laughs> right. <which> really, just <laughs> really fucking disturbed me when I went to the emergency room. They're like, like what do you mean you don't know what's wrong with me? Come on, look at me. <laughs> They're like, well. The part that got me is I have long hair and facial hair. So when I went in, they're like, oh, what'd you take? What'd you take? What'd you take? What'd you <laughs> yeah. take? What For do you three want? Three days. Three days. And after day two and a half, I'm like, that's it. We're done. I'm like, you've taken enough blood. You should be able to tell. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got so frustrated at the end because they made me stay overnight. I'm talking to the to the doctor, and I go, am I going to fucking die right now? <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm like, just g- g- spitball it. She's like, I don't think so. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm like, I'm leaving, all right? <laughs> she's like, well, will you please make an, an appointment with a cardiologist? I'm like, I will. But if I'm not going to drop that at this moment, Jared needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was all mainly because I wanted a cigarette. <laughs> Weird, they didn't let you smoke there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I thought you could – every show I've ever watched, there's patients all smoking in the hallways of the stairwell. <laughs> no. No. If you ask, they might give you a patch. Oh, they did. They kept insisting. Do you want it? I'm like, no. I'm like, I want to go home and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> all right. I've got a story from Georgia. Oh. This, this is amazing. Uh, Georgia Senator David Perdue uh, had an ad put together that made his opponent – uh, in the ad, his his opponent's nose was enlarged in the video. Happens that uh, his opponent's Jewish. What do you know? And noticed this incredibly ancient trope and uh, called him out on it and said, yeah, calling it an unintentional error. Yeah, nobody's buying that. We all know what you're doing here. Oh, like when Fox News accidentally cropped out Donald Trump out of that uh, Delane Maxwell photo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the John Ossoff, I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, he says that I'm Jewish. This is the oldest, most obvious, least original anti-Semitic trope in history. No one believes your excuses. <laughs> Unbelievable that, you you know, you, you would try to do that. A racist get away being racist. It. Weird. Mm. Oh, didn't you hear Tom Cotton say something about... Slavery was a as a national institution of America. Yeah, right. it's a, oh, it's a necessary he evil. Say? He said, "Yeah, necessary evil." Right. Well, you know, slavery gets shit done. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Final story: The Satanic Temple Ooh. is now offering a scholarship called the Devil the Devil's Advocate Scholarship. It's a five hundred dollars scholarship to pursue higher education. But unlike most scholarships, any educational pursuit will be eligible. You don't necessarily even have to spend this at a college. It just has to be educational pursuit. Hmm. So if you want to apply for a $500 scholarship from the the, the Satanic Temple, 
You can uh, submit. You there. You're asked to please discuss and describe in detail any one <laughs> of the teachers who p- crushed your spirit, undermined your self confidence, and made you hate every minute you were forced to be in school. Essays work, but uh, writing isn't the only option. Submissions can also be works of art, a film, or whatever the hell you think is reasonable. <laughs> Let me get this straight. They would give me five hundred bucks so I can go on to Skillshare. And learn how to make a proper YouTube video so I can finally vent my rage about Game of Thrones properly. That sounds like an educational <laughs> pursuit. You're going to have to mm, do right. a little bit of writing or, you know, a, a movie or something, but yeah. Well, I need to learn how to do the movie. That's why I need the Skillshare. <laughs> well, in that case, just write an essay. <laughs> God damn it, Ray. Can't you get Skillshare as a freaking sponsor of the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. We can try. <laughs> so the details, uh, this was on the F- Friendly Atheist website. I'll put a link up. Uh, there are details that you have to until August 31st to apply for the $500 uh, scholarship. I just I found it amusing because, hey, one, it's a satanic temple. And two, it's, you know, whatever. Just just tell us how your life has been shit on Hurt. in some way. And the worst person wins. <laughs> the worst story. All right. That That's is cool. all I've got for this week. Anybody have anything else? No, sir. I think I'm good. All right. Hopefully we didn't depress anybody too much. You know, really, it's just to, uh, my goal is to motivate people to go vote and to encourage them to tell everybody they know to go vote. Mm. Uh, maybe next week we'll talk about Joe Jer- jo Jergensen. I uh, I still want to cover her and uh, why we don't think she's a good choice. So maybe we'll do that next week. I'll try and focus on that. Uh, Sounds good. So uh, this week, wrapping up, uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially you guys who could uh, join us tonight. Really appreciate the feedback. If you enjoy the podcast, you could do the same. You could go to, go to our Patreon page and sign up and join us on Discord. If you can't do that, uh, share the podcast on social media or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. I did see this week a couple people who shared the podcast on their Twitter accounts and they uh, they did it at ProfaneArg so that I, I could see that they did it. Really appreciate that. If you want to contact us to contribute to the show, you can go to our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Also, just want to mention other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network of which we are a part. You can go to soon-to-be-named-network.com to see any of the shows that are there. Even archives for shows that no longer exist, but are just as humorous as they were then. Uh, I want to thank you for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Hey, there's no Ian. Thank you. This is not Ian. <laughs> thank you. Good night. <laughs> and may your God go with you. Thank you.